Welcome to South Carolina Launch's CEO podcast, where we hear from CEOs on their entrepreneur experience. Welcome, John Carrington, to the SCRA podcast. John, thanks for joining us today, and we're really excited to have you. There's been a lot going on in your world at Zverse. Before we get into present day, talk to us about what Zverse does. What was the original mission and vision? And uh, bring us into the the current day. Yeah, well, th- thanks for having me. So Zverse was uh, created to solve a content creation challenges uh, with digital manufacturing, really uh, in the very beginning to solve the content creation challenge around 3D printing. So if you go back, say, six, seven years, uh, as 3D printing was, or also called additive manufacturing, was become known to consumers and, and more businesses. Uh, we found that there was, you know, there was this amazing technology and hardware technology that would, you know, could manufacture parts on demand with super complex geometries, uh, you know, really at, you know, at a moment's notice that provided a lot of benefits compared to subtractive manufacturing or traditional manufacturing. Um, and really the machines or 3D printers uh, are really sort of magical pieces of equipment. Got interested in and in, intrigued by this technology, uh, but quickly learned that there was a content creation challenges, meaning that if you didn't have a manufacturable file, uh, then you were going to be out of, you know, you're going to have a lot of challenges. Uh, there was a lot of friction involved with uh, being able to create 3D printable content. Uh, for, you know, depending on material and uh, geometry and that sort of thing. And so I experienced this as a customer of 3D printing uh, service bureaus. And I, I needed parts created, uh, but I didn't have CAD files. And I would have to go and resolve that issue on my own. Uh, they were really trying to, you know, get me out of their funnel um, because it just created a lot of friction. The design component created a lot of friction at scale. Um, so I saw that as an opportunity that, you know, if we could solve, solve this content creation challenge, uh, you know, through automation and services, that that would become, you know, important to stakeholders like manufacturers of 3D printers uh, or service bureaus uh, that were, you know, uh, providing 3D printing as a service. And also, you know, larger companies that were trying to utilize it internally. And so that's really how we started the company was, you know, our mission was to create the fastest path from an idea to a manufacturable file. Uh, and, um, and we did that in the early days as a, you know, really started out as a service bureau ourselves, you know, end-to-end service bureau. And then over time, uh, we developed our own software and uh, solutions to solve our own internal problems as we were growing. Um, and to be able to bring in more customers who didn't have manufacturable data. And we turned that software actually into its own product uh, a couple years ago. And so now we sell, you know, license that software uh, to on-demand manufacturers or service bureaus, some people call them, um, and also to global manufacturers. Um, So companies that are looking, you know, even before COVID, were looking at ways to solve some issues in their supply chain, uh, meaning 
you know, they, you know, some customers would have hundreds of thousands of what we call legacy parts or legacy files. Think of, you know, service parts operations, and they need to produce some small volume of those parts over the course of a year. And, uh, but, but it's not, you know, sort of sporadic when they need it. So uh, they're looking now at, you know, different technologies to be able to produce those on demand, reduce their inventory carrying costs, create more efficient parts. And in order to do that, they still have this massive, you know, content challenge because they don't have the currently digitally manufacturable files. And so we help those companies uh, uh, with uh, that digital transformation uh, for their, you know, again, for large global manufacturers. And let's talk about uh, kind of a, a recent uh, opportunity as as uh, the global pandemic uh, became uh, really uh, an acute issue uh, globally, but certainly nationally, as that started to really heat up. Uh, you you got the call. Talk, walk us through that story. That was a real moment for Zverse. Yeah. Um, so that let's go back you know, 60, 70 days. I'm not even sure now. And it feels like five years. Uh, but, you know, as the pandemic uh, began to affect the, uh, you know, United States um, and, you know, travel was shut down and the market, you know, collapsed, you know, there for a bit of, for a brief period, we started receiving, you know, calls from uh, healthcare uh, administrators and doctors very urgent, you know, requests for PPE. And, um, you know, it started with some local government agencies and local hospitals. And they, they knew us as an on-demand manufacturer and 3D printing uh, technology company. And um, so they called and asked, hey, can we need, you know, 3,000 units of protective face shields and we need them in a couple of days, right? So, we need something that doesn't currently exist and we need it in a matter of days. Can you help? And that's something that we actually do in a normal course of business. And we help businesses do that you know, all the time, right? Um, uh, from complete product development or, you know, transforming files or any of that. But, uh, but in this case, you know, so we went to work and, uh, there was no problem, but the next day we got a request from another agency for I need ten thousand units of again protective face shields. Totally different company or organization. And the following day, so three days in a row, the third day we had a request for fifty thousand. And um, you know, at that point, you know, three D printing is uh, we knew that we weren't going to be able to necessarily keep up with demand uh, for that uh, because three D printing is great if you need something that doesn't exist, you need it tomorrow. And you need it in relatively low volume, and um, and it has complex geometry. This particular part that we designed uh, wasn't terribly complex in geometry, at least the first one, uh, but uh, but it needed a large volumes. And so, at that point, we decided to move to injection molding, and uh, we utilized our platform, which you know, on one side of our platform is a is a network of uh, engineers and industrial designers and also on the other side of the platform uh, is a network of suppliers uh, and manufacturers that provide you know everything from injection molding to cnc or sheet metal fabrication 
and 3D printing. And so we leveraged our network to, you know, really, you know, go from, you know, request on one day for, for these, you know, reusable protective face shields to uh, delivering um, on these injection molded protective face shields, you know, in a matter of 14 days uh, from the time of the request to the first, you know, parts being delivered. And eventually we were producing 115,000 of those a day for healthcare workers across the country, um, both for hospitals, uh, local government agencies, state agencies, and, and the federal government as well. So what was the, the moment of the kind of the holy crap moment of this is, this is now becoming a thing? And what, what, did, what did that look like? Um, well, there were so many of them, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you know, it was a very strange time because our company went like everyone else went to, was also working remote. You know, we had normally 25 people in an office and now everyone is working remote. Everyone's trying to figure out, we're trying to adjust to just working remote in general. Um, and, and as the requests started coming in, um, just one after the other um, for, you know, hundreds of thousands of units and more, um, you know, it was, it was, like I say, it was really kind of a fog of war. I think that we were in for a long time. Um, and, and, um, you know, I think just we, when we realized really how large the, the problem was, um, so early April or, you know, in a, in a March, early April, just that, wow, now we've got to really adjust. And, you know, this isn't just a, you know, low volume prototyping sort of project. This is something where, um, we need to really scale up a, a real large manufacturing operation and, um, and do it fast. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. Re reading the wall street journal, uh, as we start to emerge from, uh, COVID-19 and, and the different, uh, shutdowns, uh, it's, it's great to see people starting to get out and about, but in the back of a lot of our minds is, is saying, well, what if there's a second wave? What's your, your take on uh, the ability to address another surge for demand of you know, equipment like what you uh, were asked to provide in the first wave? Are you uh, better prepared uh, if a second wave comes and those that you're serving, are, are they in a better spot? Yeah, I mean, us as a company, we're definitely in a better spot. Um, we've got, you know, a really fantastic team. Uh, even before this, but we've grown. I think we've doubled in size, or more, more than doubled in size, uh, just in the past month and a half. Um, so we have a really excellent team. Uh, we've, you know, figured out, you know, the, you know, all the all the things that we didn't know before. I mean, we feel like we're pros at this now, to some degree, of uh, you know, after becoming really the largest manufacturer of this in the U.S. Um, Companies and the organizations that we work with, you know, right now they're 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 going to start start stockpiling. And this is really I'm talking about government agencies and healthcare. We'll talk about the other in a, in a minute. Everyone else, but with you know, in government agencies and, and the healthcare care industry, they they definitely expect a resurgence. Um, some you know, there's 
some school thought that it could be worse than last year because you're going to have it, uh, that resurgence at the same time as the flu is coming at back, right? So um, it could be put incredible strain on, on the supply chain again. Um, and once again, when you've got the entire world that needs specific types of products um, all at the same time, you know, that just puts a, a, an incredible amount of stress on every aspect of the supply chain. Uh, you know, domestic manufacturing is grown with incredible importance uh, today. And so we see a lot of organizations that we work with that, you know, they, they require, you know, you know, that the products be manufactured in the U.S. Uh, we're happy that we're able to do that um, and uh, do at a price that's comparable to, to things that you would have once found in China. So, um, you know, we're definitely better prepared. Uh, everyone, you know, we have relationships with, gosh, I mean, really almost every major hospital system you can think of and, uh, and, and government agencies you can think of. Um, and I think one, one of, you know, our, you know, one of the organizations we're most proud of being, being able to deliver for was the Department of Veteran Affairs. And, you know, there was 2 million units that we delivered to them. And that, you know, something anytime we tell other organizations of who our customers are, uh, and we and we say, you know, Department of Veteran Affairs, you know, that really means something uh, because uh, because they know. I mean, how a how large the, the the volume is and and delivery schedules and everything else. And so, we're really proud of that. But uh, I think we're prepared. I believe you know most of the organizations are going to be as prepared as they can be. Um, certainly, would they'll be have stockpiled a lot more by by the time fall rolls around. And when you think of uh, what's next, what, what excites you most as you look into the balance of 2020 and, and the future? Well, I mean, so after a couple of weeks ago, uh, we started looking at, you know, you know, businesses reopening and we were getting requests from a lot of companies for, you know, who were grappling with how do we reopen uh, and protect our customers, protect employees, but also maintain uh, a sense of a sense of normalcy and and provide customer experiences that um, you know that most people would want, right? Um, and versus say a sort of dystopian sort of world, and um, and so masks, face masks, which have been used primarily by you know and recommended for for many reasons. Um, are not practical for a lot of uh, a lot of companies and businesses, um, and it's debatable how how useful they are, uh, how effective they are, um, if they're you know if they're being removed a lot, and you know if you can't communicate clearly with them and and that sort of thing, and so we went to work on a new shield design uh, for the really the service industry. So think about restaurants, hospitality. Um, education, uh, and so we designed a new shield uh, called Z Shield Flex, which is a shield that actually you know attaches around the neck and can you know flex down when you don't need it, you know flex up when you're customer facing or handling food. And this has been you know something again we pushed to market very fast. Uh, we've gone through you know, 
incredible amount of design iterations on it uh, and gotten feedback very quickly. You'll start seeing them in some really large, well-known food chains, uh, grocery stores, and in schools, both on you know primary schools and, and beyond. So we're really excited about that. And so we're going to continue you know, to develop and do product development around helping to solve this, this you know, PPE shortage you know, for the foreseeable future. But also at the same time, and we've got actually, you know, our platform that helped enable all of this has gained a lot more attention. And so we've been uh, being been engaged by many more companies that have come to us and said, wait a minute, if, if you can solve this problem at that scale that quick, what can you help us with? And, um, and we tell everyone, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do this without our platform. Uh, I mean, there's, there's no way we, we would have been able to, to pull something like that together. So that's been really exciting. And we're doing, a, you know, really ramping up our product development on our software and machine learning side uh, to, again, continue to, to help others do what, we, what we've done. Oh, it's going to be uh, incredibly powerful to know that the hard work you and your team have been uh, dedicating yourselves to are literally saving lives. So, one, thank you. I know we had an opportunity to talk a few times as this was all ramping up, and thank you for everything that, that you all have done to save lives. Let's talk for a moment about your relationship with SCRA and, and how that has uh, impacted your ability to, to grow Zverse. Yeah, and so on the SCRA, we've had a relationship with them for several years now. You know, they've, uh, they were an investor three years ago, I believe, and, and uh, invested again a little over a year ago. And, you know, as a, you know, as a, any early stage technology company, obviously money is very important. Uh, funding is very important, but also, you know, resources are important, connections and general support. And um, SCRA has been, you know, just really fantastic. I mean, you know, I've gotten to know a, a lot of the folks over there and, and have been incredibly supportive, obviously, from a, from a financial sense, but, you know, also from helping with whether it was advice or connections um that have led to you know, you know potential deals uh, but also in support of you know in, in most recently with as we were trying to scale this operation really quickly i mean i was sending out emails to lee McElwain and, and others saying i need a list of every injection molder in south carolina or i need a list of every you know uh supplier of polycarbonate you know in south carolina um you know, and we get a response with literally, you know, more than I could handle in, in every connection we want. So um, at a time, particularly, you know, like I said, in any early stage technology, you know, life, companies like you need uh, you need that sort of support. <clears throat> Everything got in the last couple months have been um, it's just been magnified and. Um, and then and SCRA was just incredibly supportive and helpful uh, with, you know, putting me in touch with the right people. And, uh, you know, and we're working with many of those still today. That's great. 
Well, uh, John, thanks so much for your time today. And it's been great learning more about uh, the Zverse story. And I hope we can reconnect with you again, uh, perhaps before the year ends, and just check back in and see what's new.